welcome everyone to another episode of the Pergamatic Digest podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Parker, and we have one of our favorite guests coming back on this episode, Brett Middleton. Brett, how are you doing today? I am not too shabby, you know, I'm <laughs> feeling quite programmatic today, ready to start <laughs> Feeling quite programmatic. I love it. So Brett and I went through a programmatic ninja well-being series. Basically, it was a series of four episodes, and this is the fourth one. So just if you're tuning in, you haven't listened to it, just so you know, the first one we talked about challenges as programmatic ninjas is called the airing of the grievance. (laughs) The second one, we talked about minimizing effort and increasing automation. This one was pretty cool because we really talked about how you want to become efficient in your day to day. And then last week, so a couple of weeks ago, I should say, we talked about how to set up a programmatic team for success. And we we really went through some even of the differences in teams. Like uh, we talked about different models from a programmatic perspective, but today we're going to give you the million dollar secret to move from a junior level to a senior level in in the most effective way. Okay. I like to tell everyone that I talk to that it almost like we tend to associate the years of experience with the level of expertise, which in some cases makes sense, but, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the case of a programmatic trader, (laughs) the first couple years of your (laughs) career is probably, you know, you, you learned so much because it's just a trade, right? It's just how we, how it is. For sure. That it's almost unfair to associate like a title, like a junior or senior based on years. So I like to, to say like, are you comfortable doing some certain things, which Brett and I will talk about um, to associate your expertise. So I guess Brett has been on the podcast before we're going to skip the intro, but something we like to do, Brett, in the community and actually in all my coaching calls, all my client calls, I like to hear two wins and a challenge from everyone on the call. So talk to us about like two wins and a challenge and a, and a win can be anything from, you know, I did that and made me feel great. I actually had this performance and I did that. A client emailed me about how amazing and awesome I am, or I helped my team do something, thebomb.com, you know, things like that. It could be professional or personal. So share two wins and a challenge with us. Anything that may have happened maybe in the last two weeks, let's say, let's just cap it to two weeks. Ooh, two wins and a challenge. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. First win, I'll go, I'll go business. Um, okay. I took the opportunity over the last week or so to, um, to do something that I really enjoy, which is like, go back within my processes and kind of like start over in some places. Um, Mm -hmm. like I, I'm, I have a campaign that's coming up in a couple of weeks, um, where a lot of the times I don't have like multiple weeks where, where there's, where I'm not building a campaign. Mm -hmm. So I'm in this really cool spot right now where, um, I'm, I'm getting a chance to actually kind of like slow down and, you know, take my time and I'm rebuilding some like campaign templates and checklists and things like that. So that, mm, that's I that a win because I, I was starting to feel like I needed to get to, to get to that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it feels good to check that off the list. Yeah. Um, that's, another, a, that's a win. That's a win. Yeah. A huge, <laughs> huge win. Um, another win. I'm super excited. Ted Lasso's back. 
Yeah, I love Ted Lasso. Um, I didn't hear the you're breaking up a slight second, and then I, my brain caught on. It might be the early morning though, but yes. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Uh, where did he go? You, are you not familiar with Ted Lasso? The 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 Apple Show. It's season three just started up again. Oh, the Apple Show. Okay, but isn't that the name of the actor himself? Or is it the uh, character? No, well, it's the name of his character, but it's it's okay. uh, Jason Sudeikis is the main character. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, yeah, I don't have Apple TV. Uh, I was like, I'm not going to sign up to all this streaming. I'm keeping two or three and ended up signing up to four. What do you have right now? We have, okay, so we have Netflix Prime. We have HBO Max, but HBO Max is like free because we have AT&T. And mm. um, Disney Plus. And then via the Roku, we have a bunch of like apps. Mm-hmm. Like think of like the Peacocks or whatever, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I rotate through them all. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had HBO canceled for a long time because none of the shows that I wanted, I was watching were, were running anymore. So like Succession's yeah. <laughs> to HBO again. Uh-huh. Apple TV, you know, like I, I stopped subscribing to it after Severance was done. <laughs> back when Ted Lasso came back on yeah you should just should watch it <sighs> okay I have so much to watch I have so much to catch up on um and honestly we only we only watch a handful of shows and Disney plus prime and Netflix are predominantly for my daughter she has a selection of movies that you know what let's just put my that Madagascar on on this one let's just do it it's prime let's go in prime you know so it's like almost the same shows that we consume on the streaming devices but like for disney plus for instance like we have the mandalorian and then there's other shows that we were watching earlier this year or last year rather so it's one of those things like we don't sit down very often to binge watch anything at this point so i can definitely (laughs) relate to only signing up to a certain amount of streaming when you know when the show is on, like HBO Max, we're going to wait. But this is The Last of Us. And then like, uh, what was the other show we were watching? The Game of Thrones. I don't think anything is going to come out for a while, though. That's disappointing. But, okay. You know, so thank you. So, so that I, was two-second win. Well, so um, actually, hold on. So yeah. really quick, I, you know, I, I work on Stars Entertainment. Yeah. Um, oh, I we have re- Stars, too. Yeah, I would recommend. Never um, watched it, but we do have stories. I would really recommend Run the World. I feel like you're. Have you seen season one? I have seen uh, trailers of Run the World, and I do think I will like that. Maybe yeah, I'll watch uh, it this weekend two, or something. Season two is coming out mm-hmm. uh, here this this spring, early summer. I would, yeah, I would check it out. It's a cool, cool show. I'm also the type of person that only watches unless the show is really interesting, like. The Last of Us, I watch it every week. Game of Thrones, I watch every week. But like, I'm a big fan of just watching two to three episodes. I don't binge watch binge watch the whole series at once. But like, I would rather watch one to two, two to three episodes at once, and then come back yeah. the next day and watch it. Because like, one episode a week is just not enough for me. But at the same time, I'm like, I've been sitting down for four hours. I should go and walk and move my body. You know. So if season one is already available on stars, I, there's high chances that I will. <laughs> yes. I did hear a lot of great, great feedback, but the, that season one came out last year, right? How long ago did it come out? Think, two years ago? I think two years ago. Okay. I feel like it was 
not during the pandemic, but like around the pandemic or right after or something like that. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then I got, and then I forgot. Okay, cool. We are going to watch that, guys. Everybody listening and watching on YouTube. So, Brett, you shared two wins. What, what would have been like a challenge in the last couple of weeks? Ooh. What isn't the challenge, you know? Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, juggle. But, but uh, yeah, I, I'd say... One of the one of the most recent challenges over the last two weeks, um, sleeping. Okay, okay, I can relate to that too. I, I had a hard time, like you said, I had a hard time falling asleep last night. I think I fell asleep around two. Mm. You know, I just like I, there's just too much stuff going on in my head. Yeah, I have a lot going on in my head too. But because I'm building a human and I'm chasing a toddler most of the time. Um, I get exhausted at night, so I'd be dead tired going to bed. And I like to read and pray before bed, so I'll pray and then I'll, I'll read. I can only last like five, ten minutes when I usually read like 30, 40 minutes. Um, and that knocks me out. <laughs> the reading part is like, oh, my God, I'm done. Um, but I did wake up early because my daughter decided she wanted to wake up early and then she crashed into our bed. And then after that, I'm like, well, I'm up now. So let me gangster it up today. I will be taking a nap though. I will be taking a nap. Oh, heck yeah. <sighs> yeah, you should you should like carve 30 minutes for a nap. That's all we need. 10, 20 minutes, power nap, boom, and you're good. I'll pencil that into my list of things to, to get you to see you. Add an additional thing to do today, which is taking a nap, 10, 20 minutes. Uh, but thank you for sharing. And I like to do this exercise because we're not really good at talking about our wins. We always like, we can talk about challenges for dates, right? Um, and so if there's anything that makes you feel super happy, like if there's a compliment from a, a, a client or even your manager of, or another team member, I tell everyone, like, take that screenshot, putting in your win folder. So you have a win folder where you document all of that. And like at the end of the year, you review your successes, your wins, but also like from a career development, which was what we're going to talk about today. We're not good at coming back and saying at our six-month check-in or one-year one promotion check-in, whatever, that I was able to increase ROI by 20% for this D2C client by doing this. Oh, I helped a fellow programmatic ninja on the team become efficient by sharing my templates that, you know, like Brett is taking time to update his template because he's efficient and effective, right? And so everyone that doesn't have it yet, put like save a win folder. It can be in your email. It can be in your desktop. It can be on your phone. I don't care. It can be a screenshot. It can be somebody that just literally just said it to, to you like verbally. And then you just type it up. Like today, Brett told me I was awesome. And it made me feel great because I didn't feel great. I don't know. Something like that. I promise you when motivation don't show up because it doesn't always show up. That's a great way to stay inspired, to stay to like reignite that creativity by yeah. reading those wins. Okay. So win folders are, it's like a secret sauce. Yeah, like and it also helps you develop a gratitude mindset and gratitude destroys negativity. And the less negativity you have in your head, the more creative, the more productive. And that's really important. And so Brett, I think it's a great segue into today's conversation because I'd love to hear your perspective from a technical perspective and from a, you know, soft skill perspective. First of all, what makes a senior really 
successful and maybe how, maybe help us like really demystify the fine line between being a junior to intermediate level um, to intermediate to, to senior level? Like how would you look at a resume maybe or talk to somebody and decide he's definitely a senior? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I like that. Okay. Let me think about that. Um, as I was kind of going through this process of thinking mm -hmm. about, you know, what it takes to kind of move from junior to senior, senior to like a director, VP level, what what felt really crucial to me was at the junior level, it's all about this is the task that you have to do. Do it perfectly so the people who are senior and director don't have to waste their time like redoing that, doing that task themselves. Um, because I think a lot of people get tripped up trying to move quickly early on rather than just focusing on on doing it right and understanding why you're doing things. So I think as a junior, go slow, do tasks as perfectly as you can, ask questions, and like really focus on the minutia of what you're doing. Now, when you're when you're trying to transition into a senior role, gosh, there, there's a lot of things that like. <laughs> Hi, did you know that at Ellen Parker Consulting, we now offer an accelerator program where we attract, recruit, and train future marketers. And their training include a six weeks program where they cover programmatic landscape, um, industry, important industry trends, the differences between targeting placement and targeting mix and their best practices, including optimization and reporting hacks. Um, and they're able to set up manage and monitor a campaign, a demo campaign in the trade desk, everything including audience selection, inventory optimization, SPO, creative upload, brand safety, you name it. They're able to do it at the end of the six weeks program. So if you are part of the 90% of employers struggling to find a skilled candidate today and not willing to spend $14,900 on a bad hire, according to Zipia, Give us a call. Let's discuss which one of our five to 10 juniors available every month is the perfect fit for your team. Clients who have hired our juniors have shared that we were able to help them save one to two months on boarding with those juniors. Give us a call right now and let's discuss the solution with you. Give us your list of like upgraded. <laughs> so basically you have theoretically been in the field six months to a year, year and a half, two years, three years, whatever, how long it takes you to, to, uh, to basically fill, to, to, to get ready. But the, the TLDR version of what I'm about to say is that, uh, of, is that um, as you're moving from junior to senior and senior to director, the most important things to do along the way are to pay attention to the boxes that people are are flagging to you in your review process processes and start actually like tracking progress against those checking them mm. off because a lot of times you know people those reviews like reviews that we get hopefully mm -hmm. we all get reviews like they straight up tell you you know most of the time what we need to work on a lot of times we like most of the reviews that i've gotten I, I agree with a lot of the feedback, right? So um, there are things that I've noticed about myself and it, it, it's like it's like free research that someone has given you like a third party perspective on how you perform and what in your what your weaknesses are. Now, I don't always agree because 
a lot of the time, you know, people just don't know all the crazy things that we do. Like, no, for real. Even managers you know, of programmatic full extent of what you do. But that's that's part of what I'm going to talk. That's one part of what I'm going to talk about. But the in-depth version of these things is along the way. It's incredibly important to be coachable. I, I think that's one of the key things that's going to get you from junior to senior and senior to director. Um, but I'm going to, I'll go into the actual list here, which the first thing um, that I have on my list of things to get you from junior to senior is lists. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to us about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. Thank you. Great question. Um, <laughs> as I, we talked about, I talked about, um, junior, junior traders. You're going to focus on your tasks. You're going to slow down. You're going to try to perfect your things and learn the minutia that works when you're, when you're learning eventually we get asked to go much, much faster because we have much more work that we have to do. Mm -hmm. um, but we have to try to get it done within that same 40-ish to 50 hours a week. Um, so you have to become much better at keeping track of multiple tasks. You have to get comfortable um, utilizing a, 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 trass, a, a task tracker, a project management system, Scrum, like whatever it is that your agency does, or if your agency doesn't have a process for or sort of like organization and project management that's something that you should work on yourself and try to instill in the agency okay um number two this is something that you know we talked a lot about in episode two automation but it's really about like you know anything that you can do to save time because like i said we are going to be asked to do way more things um it's going to become more and more important to eliminate things that are not essential to your to your job and start to get more efficient at the tasks that you have in front of you. Like you've got to be able to build campaigns faster. You need to be able to to um, to look at a brief and much more quickly come up with with audience segments that make sense. You know the budget breakdown. Start to get a feel for for those things. Like for for what you're doing. It just yeah. like you'll reach a point where those sorts of steps become faster. Um, okay. number three, I think, um, this is one that in particular, a lot of juniors don't get a, a chance to work on enough is okay. your insight development. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's not just like, um, I see the campaign under pacing. Mm -hmm. it, it very specifically, I see this, I recommend we do this. Um, and be, and I recommend that because of this. So you need to be able to provide what your recommendation is explain why that is your recommendation and provide rationale for it. And then I think within, within insights, we also need to be able to, to get to what I call like second level dimensions, which are things like, you know, outside of the audience and the creative that's serving, it's going to be things like the geo age, gender device, content placement. Um, so a lot of the things that I started to focus on once I got a, a couple more years into my career, creating a set level of like set of reports that I can dig into that are not just going to tell me like the top level performance. They're going to show me like, what's kind of like what's beneath, you know, yeah. um, 20, is it, is it females 25 to 54 that are, that are liking this campaign or Insight is it, analysis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's important. Tablet. You know, these are the kind of things that like you, you don't think of immediately when you're younger. Um, but, you at a certain point you need to be able to do more than just like make ship pacing alloc pacing yeah. shifts our cpc is lower over here so i'm gonna shift budget there 
Like mm-hmm. those are those are fine, but those are not the kind of optimizations that I would expect a senior person to make. Like right, as for like sure. as like their 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 sort of like go tos. Um, being able to to have a um, a stronger relationship with vendors and an understanding Ooh, of that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just like you know knowledge of vendors that you should be using within programmatic, but how to talk to them how to ask them for things, how to make them do work for you. <laughs> yeah. How to have them put together proposals and recommendations for you, you know, and how to push back on them if they're if like if the prices don't match up, you need to be able to at a senior level, you need you should be able to like push back and be like, this price seems a little bit high. Or can we get some added value? Negotiation. Yeah. Negotiation is important, which a lot of people, you know, you just don't get to to do very much when you're junior. So I think Trying to build those muscles is going to be important. Got it. And then the last thing that I have on transitioning from junior to senior is taking care of yourself. I like that. I like that. Why? Why is that important? <laughs> well, hard to show up and, you know, put in the amount of effort that it takes to get from meeting expectations to, to exceeding expectations. Personally, I... I, I can tell you that like when you like your physical or your mental health is is not mm-hmm. as good as it can be, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, you're going through a let's say you're you know you're going through a breakup or you know, like a, a grandparent, yeah. right? like stuff like that happens. Yeah. Um if you don't take care of yourself, I mean, good luck remembering that you had to, you know, log on at eleven o'clock to, you know, to rotate some ads or something like that or yeah. you know it's like we already have a thousand things that we're trying to juggle mm-hmm. it's inevitable that personal things are going to creep up in our life and try and like get in the way of completing our work mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. we don't kind of like keep our houses in order and work on ourselves as people continuously and sort of take time for ourselves if if things are going on like, yeah just how are you going to work I absolutely love this perspective because you're right. And that's why that's why we're doing this this series is that there's always so much going on already at work, but you cannot perform a thousand percent the way you should or you deserve to perform if this person that you have inside is not taken care of. You just can't. Okay. Now you can go around it as much and as long as you can as possible. But ultimately, things catch up. So I love this perspective. So let's address all four points. So you said the first one was just developing your own ways of efficiency, which usually include processes. If I hear you correctly, the second was mainly just knowing how to move from task-driven day to goal-driven. And what I mean by that is that as a junior, we're receiving like, hey, upload this creative, go this, pull this report, pull the whatever, whatever it is. But as a senior, like you're not going to receive those commands. You're just going to be given like this, your campaign, this, the goal, go do your magic. But what yeah. I want to highlight that's really important that you mentioned is really going away from, again, the day-to-day tasks, like the pacing level down to that details to to taking a, a, a wider, I mean, a more general look at what's happening and being able to pull like strategies or being able to help from a planning perspective. I think that's something that a, junior, a senior should have as a skill set. 
being able to like like you said look at everything and be and see that oh there's our holes these are holes that I can fill in with this and planning only only happens historically or traditionally planning only happens at the beginning but I'm I'm always saying that you we should continue planning as we get through the lifetime of the campaign because of this situation of strategy and then what was the third point again um insights vendor Inside, yeah, and that, and that that goes back to what I was saying about being able to pull the strategy. Like, how can you look at a report and really, really pull? Like, and what I mean by strategy, just to clarify, is understanding something as detailed as we're performing really well on new sites. Maybe we should have a creative that is speaking directly to a consumer that reads a lot of news, or we should look at an OTT video that is targeting local news or things like that. So that's the type of like strategies that you could be pulling as a senior, but it can start as a junior too. Okay. You can, you don't have to wait until being a senior. Like we're all this, everything we're talking about right now is to help you move more efficiently through that career path. I'll also add that the partnership vendors negotiation is so important. You're right. And I think it's definitely being it's a confident booster between being a junior and a senior to question anyone. <laughs> Why? Why should I do this? Why is this? Why not this? How did this happen? What yeah. is your perspective? What is your recommendation? Things like that. I think it's definitely important. But I also add this last communication piece that seniors have that juniors are developing and improving on, which is the ability to communicate what's happening in a campaign in written form, orally form, you name it, very concisely and very clearly. Because sometimes we get lost in like those fancy words and it's just one of those things you read a report and you're like, what? What was happening? I just want to see if we're flowing, right? But I think the more you spend time in the DSP, the more you spend time understanding infrastructure of what's happening in your campaign, but also outside of the campaign, like in the industry, the more you'll be able to understand and really demystify what you want to communicate. So the communication piece is, I think, a really big factor from a junior to senior. Like I can clearly read a report and be like, this this person has been working on this account at least six months, maybe. Um, because it'll be very like, this is that, this is that versus a senior will be able to like, this is that because this is what happened. Like a senior will be able to really identify what happened. Now what? Now that that happened, what are we going to do about it? And so what? You know, how do we move forward with it? So those are like, actually, this is like a a reporting hack. I always tell everybody when you report on something, talk about what happened, why it happened and how we move forward. So it's like, what, now what, so what type of a mentality? And you can, you can easily see that. Absolutely. I, so um, I have like four bullets, four sub bullets within like a communication Mm -hmm. item. Talk to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, but hearing you talk about it, it is absolutely true that Mm -hmm. it's going to be crucial to make it from junior to senior. And then also from director, it's just the communication will be is a little bit different along the way. So I, I would agree that moving from junior to senior, focusing on concise communication is mm-hmm. probably probably yeah. the the uh, the way to think about it. I also think it's going to be very helpful to think about about it this way for people moving from junior to senior. 
you're focusing on maximizing your own potential. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for a senior director, you're focusing on how to maximize the potential of other people around you. Mm, that's good. Totally. Um, which, are you, are you going to transition to director? How do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And the last thing I'll add about being a senior is that, and, and segue into director level VP, is that you will get to a point where those everyday tasks are going to become is mundane a word like really absolutely it's, a word. it's like it'll become almost <laughs> like not boring because nothing we do is boring with that. i'm not going to throw shade but like as a senior when you've done those tasks day-to-day tasks for so long you're going to get to a point where you're not going to feel creatively like challenged and that's when you'll know like, okay, maybe I need to take it up a second level. And it goes back to the communication thing. It goes back to that critical thinking is so important, that growth mindset. Because as a junior, if you're listening and you're a junior, you should be mastering troubleshooting. <laughs> Whether you have a task or not, you should master how to troubleshoot, find a solution. Because yeah. again, when you master this one little skill, that's what how as a senior you're going to be able to really, you know, expand on it. Good point. A different level, right? And it's going to build your confidence because now you know exactly like, mm, no, something else is happening here. I know how to fix it, right? Yeah. And as a senior, when you get to this level, you should start practicing being a director right away, which is, and like, which is helping somebody else develop. And when Brett is talking about developing your own internal process, share that with the rest of your team. Share that with that junior, whether it's a little bit higher level than they can understand. Start introducing this junior, okay? Don't cap this expertise milestone based on the amount of years, you know? Cap it on the amount of how fast are they able to learn and implement, okay? Um, So give us your your list on the director, like how, what's the biggest differentiator from senior to director? Okay. So first was communication. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I had concise on here. Um, mm. But like I said, I think that that's probably even more important moving from junior to senior. But I think that these next three points um, for communication for directors, I, I, I really like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. your communication when you're trying to become a director or VP should be confident. Mm-hmm. So in as moving as a senior, you've probably focused on understanding yeah. the concepts that you're that you're that you're working on um, mm-hmm. and distilling that into something that your clients or your teammates can understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But moving on to a director, we need to be able to to convey those thoughts with the appearance of absolute certainty or as close to it as we can get, right? Yep. And so I think we need to be confident and we also need to be compelling when we're trying to become more of that director VP. Yeah, because confidence spreads the same way fear and uncertainty spread in a team and even in the community. Confidence, yeah. you know, gratitude, like I said, gratitude is a big thing. Like really like happiness. Uh, I don't know. Those are so like, oh, it's this is really interesting. No, it's, it is what it is. Like when every managers that I've had, whether confident, happy, motivated, and this, like they show disciplined, like it, it, it taught me how to be that person too. So yeah. I, I understand, I understand what you mean. I think it's very important. 
have you speaking of so I'm gonna this is gonna come first full circle. Have okay. you seen um Chang Ken Dunk on Disney Plus? Have you seen that pop up on your Disney Plus yet? Um not yet. Or maybe I didn't notice. What is it? Chang is like five foot eight or something like that. He's in high school. He wants to learn how to dunk. Uh-huh. He he hires this um this uh, basketball coach who, uh-huh. who like is a dunker and he like court persona is Steve Urkel. Um <laughs> this whole thing is pretty hilarious, but there's this point where um the coach is explaining to Chang that swag Mm-hmm. knowing that you can do knowing like unequivocally that you can do something that and I'm probably butchering the exact wording of this that to this point has been impossible for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's that's what's required I that's that's kind of like what moving from senior to, to director is like right like yeah know that you can do things that you haven't ever done before yeah and, uh, you just yeah. you work on it until until you but that that's the thing that's just it right like yeah. oh ha man i don't know if i ever want to be a director or if i ever want to be a supervisor or a lead but when you have the title supervisor and lead you're you're a senior and on your way to being a director so a good percentage of your time needs to be just what we're saying a director is is uplifting educating inspiring teams inspiring one to three to four people and I think the biggest thing as trader making that mindset shift is like, oh, I really like to trade on my campaigns. Like, I don't want to lose my touch. You're not going to lose your touch because you can learn through other people's experience as well as you can learn through implementation, right? Practicing it yourself. And why hold on to all of your own knowledge and not share it with somebody else that has been in your shoes, that, that are in your shoes now, uh, when you started? right? And help them be more efficient. And that's what makes a team, a strong, productive team is that everyone has in mind uh, to be servant leaders. Okay. And when you get to the director level, like, yes, it's all about your team. I don't care. You're not a successful director or leader of a programmatic team. If your team does not feel inspired to work with you or productive to work with you, period. What was it? I think it was the number one reason why people leave is poor leadership. Poor leadership. Can you imagine? People will never leave. That's the only reason why, amongst others, that I I wanted to pivot into something else in my career, <laughs> you know, among many other things. But toxic, like a toxic environment or toxic manager, like egos, like you have to remove yourself from a personal level and not take anything one for granted but also take anything personal because you're a leader, you know, and it's not supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy. Dealing with people is not an easy task. <laughs> it's not yeah. easy to live in a community or to res- to live in a respectful team, but okay. it can be like, it can grow into it. And it starts with the leader. It starts with the leader. Now you can identify bad apples in your team, but you can definitely see the good apples right away like loyalty initiatives things like that so i like that perspective of you know being there for your team your director the director is how from a group are we gonna 
increase our productivity, like our, uh, our performance, right? So it's not no longer on a one-on-one campaign, it's on like a, all of the campaign. Secondly, I will also say to add on to what you said is like, how is your team growing? How, how efficient is your team, right? Um, how long does your team takes to do simple tasks maybe? And then the last thing I would be is like helping the rest of the company understand what the team's strength and opportunities are and how to best communicate with the teams, okay? So you're the advocate for your team and you're there to help things like business development or whatnot or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's very, it's a higher, it's like, I'm not going to use the word higher because it isn't, but it's no longer campaign to campaign. Now it's like everything else, you know? Exactly. I, I like, I love that. I, I do think that one of the things that, that I, that um, I have certainly worked on over the last couple of years is, you know, cross campaign analysis and like overall yeah. understanding of how, how things are performing within my accounts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, oh, okay, so so next, um, I, just to quickly close off on communication, I had one more item here after mm-hmm. con- focusing on confident, compelling communication, anticipating questions. That That's the one that like I, I've, um, I've heard that a lot in um, over the last year or so personally, right? Because like moving from senior to, to director VP, you can't always know everything. Oh no. But- um, no, yeah. But when you're when you have a recommendation, like let's say let's say that you are the supervisor of, of a programmatic account, and one of your traders flags to you that you know one one insertion order is underpacing, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna shift it into like they they want to be like hey let's shift some budget into this other one that looks like it's doing better. You need to be able as like get into like a director mindset you need to be able to be like okay what would happen if we if we make this shift is there something else that we should do differently is this the best course of action that we should take or is it the simplest one mm-hmm. like you need to anticipate any kind of questions like that that your client is going to ask because i i feel like at this level trying to move to a director there becomes a distinction between like it's always it's always acceptable to be like, let me get back to you on that one. I need to think about it. Oh yeah, nobody knows it all. Come on, guys. Nobody knows yeah, it but all. there is a distinction between like yeah. someone who who utilizes something like that a lot and someone who like has like you can kind of tell has anticipated the basic questions that are gonna that are gonna come up, which I think is like a that is a director level thing to be able to sit back take a step back and be and think and think about logically what you're doing and be like yeah. what kind of questions would the client have mm-hmm. um when i bring this up that's it's it's huge yeah yeah but i also i think that's where the experience comes into play right because experience or um like the practice of being on calls with the clients listening asking those questions really taking that critical thinking to the next level because we like to be prepared for calls, but the reality is like sometimes we're not prepared at all. We're not prepared enough and we never will feel like it, but we are the expert in front of this client. So no question to scare us, should scare us. No question should scare us. I think we take things a little bit too personal, which is fine. This is our, our work. We work, we're passionate. Um, but when you take it personally, it becomes 
that's when emotion gets into the play. And that's when, when a question arises from the clients, you panic, you know, and I've seen directors and VPs in that situation before. And I'm like, but nobody has the answer is cool. Like we're going to figure it out. You know, there's no way, there's no need to fluff it or BS the client. The client can tell BS. Yeah. Okay. Yes, absolutely. That's why <laughs> I say, let's say that you're, so you're presenting that that sort of like fictional strategy I came up with, you know, we got a scenario where we're underpacing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Let's say that there are like 20 questions that the client might have throughout the course of that conversation. Mm-hmm. I anticipated 10 of them in my own sort of like thinking mm-hmm. and came up with basic answers for them. Holy shit, I'm way more prepared than than I than I was going into that. Like, so just, you know, as a director, you, you've got to be able to slow yourself down and work yourself through yeah. sort of like a um you know cr- like a cross-examination of yourself yes yeah you absolutely have to because because you're the leader again and when you panic the rest of the team is gonna be ah shit that's it it's about to come now it's, it's gonna be like that cartoon i don't know if i'm probably gonna date myself but back in the day looney tones where they would just jump off the cliff and you're here like like you don't want that reaction and if you are in that space it's absolutely okay to say things like you know what um we've taken notes let's go ahead and move forward but you don't have to be a director to take that initiative and say listen writing Mm -hmm. down all your questions i'm going to make sure to involve our partners into this research and get back to you by x amount when you say you're going to get back to them by that date get back to them by date that date and don't don't try to over deliver by telling them i'll be i'll let you know an hour after the call no an hour after the call you should be walking around drinking hugging your pets doing something to release some of that stress and then come back to be productive you should not be you know stressing exactly like brett is doing on the video if you're watching youtube so i think i think it's a good way to close the conversation but like what is something you realize that most directors are lacking and how can we fix it for them? Mm-hmm. What are directors lacking? I guess empathy. Mm, that's really good. I like that. Yeah. It's really and it's, it's not even necessarily that they're lacking in it. I, I think a lot of, um, and this is probably something I've been guilty of too. A lot of us, once we move into these more like leadership positions, mm-hmm. it becomes much harder to be connected mm-hmm. to like our junior and maybe like senior level traders and although we were it's it's exactly like you know high school um where although like we know how like uh, we know how tough it was you know our kid my kids have grown are growing up and they're going through school i know that that what they're going through is tough but at the same time it's like i did that already you guys figure it out Um, (laughs) you're gonna be all right yeah, no. <laughs> I've got five minutes. How can I help? Like, I'll help you with your division. Yeah. Um, that's like, that's just, that's just not, it's just unfortunately not what I think you should be, how we should act as, as directors and VPs. Like you need to be able to um, empathize with the situations that traders are going through. Mm-hmm. And I really like the word, I really like empathy because you're right. And it doesn't have to be, again, everything we're saying doesn't have to be particularly for that role. Like you can't practice empathy as early as your day, uh, day one. But the best way if you're a director or a senior lead, the best way to 
practice empathy outside of your home, okay, is to get to know the person. That's why whenever we, so whenever we have a workshop with a client, especially the longer workshop, like the four to six hours workshop, the first few minutes is, you know, winning and winning challenges, but also like, depending on the workshop, we offer like something like a disassessment or a Clifton strength finder session. Why is because those personality tests really one helps you understand your own strength that maybe you're not aware of but also helps people around you understand kind of who you are, right? And how to best communicate with you, how to best, what not to say, what to say. Like the DISC assessment is a perfect example of communication styles. It works really well because now I know, oh, well, this person is high D or low I, um, so this is how I should approach them. But this person is a high I, like I'm very high I. So she's long-winded. <laughs> she talks a lot. She, you know, she's all about partying. She is probably the best person to go to when you're feeling down because she's going to, you know, pump you up a little bit, something like that. And people were like, high C are very like compliant. C stands for compliant. And they'll be able to really look at something and say, actually, these are the type of process you want to pull out or implement this process. So understanding somebody's natural and adaptive style, communication style or personality can help one to direct understand their strengths and opportunities, but also practice empathy because I know, I know we preach standardization within a team and I'll end with this, but ultimately sometimes what works for one may not work for the others, even if the majority of them, of the majority works, right? Um, so it's really important to understand and yes, as a director, you should be able you should be able to communicate to every single different personalities in a way that they can be productive. You know what I mean? And sometimes it takes as easy as re repeating yourself in a different shape or form, so that that person, everybody with those different personalities, can understand. So if you're not familiar with the DISC assessment, I'll make sure to add. I think Tony Robbins has a free version of disc assessment. I think anybody should take like Clifton strength finder. I think it's like 30 or 50 bucks to take it, but oh my gosh, it reveals so much things about yourself. And yeah. as a manager, actually we're hiring right now. I make the candidate pay for it. And then once they're hired, then we reimburse. But the reason I want them to pay for it first is when you show the commitment and involvement, but it also shows that, you're not only taking this assessment for me, you're going to learn so much more about yourself. And when I review the assessment, I'm able to be like, oh, man, this person is really great on executing, right? Because that's their strength. I'm not great. They're going to hold me accountable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but anyway, I think that if you're in leadership and you have juniors looking up to you, empathy is a great way to build up yourself and build up other people. The easiest way to do it is spending some time with those people outside of work. Obviously, if you're virtual, that's just that could be a challenge and shit. But you know, taking personality tests like that could make it really fun, a fun conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, and then remembering that it's a person underneath the robot that you think they are, right? Yeah. I've done disc. I can't remember what I was though. I'm an I'm an ENFP in Myers-Briggs. Uh, I always forget what I am. I think I'm an ENFP too. Extrovert, extrovert something, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure I am that as well. Yeah, I can. I could probably go back to my email and look at which one. <laughs> which one is that? We have to. So we, I know we have to eventually end this podcast. Um, <laughs> but I did have a couple. Let me let me rapid fire something at you for for director. Go for as it. We, as we fade out to black uh-huh. in this episode, um, <laughs> directors need to have a learning mindset. You need to be teachable and you need to be a teacher, which I've struggled with a little bit because it's like teachers so good. time to carve out, um, you know, passing on knowledge. And I, you know, I I'm always like, God, are people retaining this? I don't. <laughs> know. I'm not a teacher. You need to be able to to lean into that and um and yeah. and, and and be there for people. And the one last one one last thing um this type you need to be able to close the loop on again something else that I said earlier. You need to be able to close the loop on any like weaknesses that have been brought up to you along the way. So like for me personally, that is not necessary. Like communication is something I work on because I do. I'm very long winded. But I also struggle because I get so in the weeds of what I'm doing that like I 30 minutes or 45 minutes will have passed and I haven't checked my inbox. Yeah. At, at the director level, you 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 simply can't do that. Like you need to yeah. be able to be omnipresent, basically, mm-hmm. or at least have the perception of being always present and aware. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I've done recently is like someone flagged this to me. You have to have like email filters, rules in place um that send emails into certain folders and have a system set up for that i because i like um and it's things like client names when you're mentioned in the body or in the subject of an email um those i have those alerts set up now i have like a to me one where if my name is in the body of an email so if someone's like hi brett i want to see that email like immediately um now a lot of times it's vendors but um <laughs> whatever um now and and with clients that's the the thing is like I you know I would find myself replying to clients you know throughout the day but sometimes you really at at that at that level as as a director what if it's that one client email that's crazy important you need to have rules set up don't miss things Mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff that I think it makes it makes you go from senior to director I I absolutely agree with the organizational piece like the individual organizational piece because there are ways for you to stay and that's the processes that we talked about right you get to a point where there's going to be a lot of shit everywhere and you're like no mm-mm. let me organize this real quick and actually you gave me uh, a good idea of doing an episode of here are some tips on because We've yes, in Microsoft Office, there's a way to do certain alerts, right? And make sure that it can be automatically saved into a folder. And then that way you can have a folder per client, but also or a folder per request or per team or things like that. In Google Chrome, from a Google Suite perspective, you can create Chrome browsers profile. And what I've found very, very, very helpful for my sanity is whenever I would run a new advertiser, that profile will be, that Chrome profile will only be for the advertiser. So that if I'm running, let's say a DTC client, a B2B and a B2C, like I'll have three (laughs) Google Chrome. And then when I click on the DTC, it will be all everything that I need to know about the DTC. Like the DSP login will already be saved, all that jazz, na, na, na. 
and the Gmail inbox will be set up that way. It will flag everything so that I know you're right. I do want to clarify what Brett is saying is like very much there's almost, we can't really see the limitation between urgency and productivity sometime and assessing that like boundary is up to you, but definitely carve some time throughout your day to only answer emails. Or like you said, Brett, unless you see that urgent alert, maybe your focus should be on growing your team or should be on other things that like doing the work, right? It's not all about emails. So I think it's a great way to, to end the conversation. Like being disorganized is like, take, it takes a minute too to like, update your your inbox to all these these like flags rule filters and sometimes you you mess up and then you have filters that goes to like three inbox and you're like damn it what did i do i can't figure it out and it gets annoying right um yeah. but taking that extra step <laughs> before you start oh my gosh it's gonna make you your day so much more organized like i will always appreciate the director i, I worked with maybe four years ago on a rental company She'll always ask me like, hey, did you get this latest message from the client? They had this attachment, blah, blah, blah. And I will miss it because it's like in the middle of 25 in like 25, you know, thread uh, email. And sometimes as a trader, you miss it. Right. And so she'll be like, here, it's here. And then yep. she showed me her inbox and she did exactly what she recommended about having those alert and, and stuff. And I, I always was like, dang, it took her a long time to set that up. But it's worth it, right? Like now she doesn't mean she doesn't miss anything important. And don't mistake this action, like don't mistake this as a one-time thing, y'all. You're probably going to have to keep updating, adding, removing, and doing things. But at least start as early as you can. Can and don't let anything in your inbox, like don't read anything that has an item, like an action item that you're not going to be able to address right away read it and mark it as unread it or put it in your need to do file, whichever folder you have that reminds you that you got to get to it when you get to it. But like, that's, that's like, that's, confirm that's right. Like confirm receipt unread, do it, put in your calendar to do it in like two hours when you're done optimizing or something. Um, but yeah, I've, I've recently started like <laughs> I, I've recently so um, trying to minimize the anger that I feel when I log <laughs> in and see like 50% of people have opened email through you. Like, uh, <laughs> you've gone to therapy for this one. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Gmail is just that unread and read. And um, I used to be really good at pulling in file folders. And then over the years, I've given up. But in Gmail, it's easier for me to like filter things and look at things. But in Microsoft, no way. The inbox remains at almost only the unread. And whenever I've read something and addressed it, I put it in a file folder called filed, <laughs> meaning I've addressed this. And I've I only do this for emails that are not like in other clients' folders, for instance, whenever I have Microsoft. And that makes it really easy to go back and say, oh, this is from, you know, D2C client. This is from this client, this, that, this, that. Um, but Brett, this was such a great conversation. I feel like we're going to yeah. have to have you back very, very soon. Uh, remind everyone how they can get a, a hold of you. Remind everybody of your website, how they can get involved with you. Yes. My name is Brett Middleton. You can find <laughs> me on LinkedIn. That's probably the best place to connect with me. Uh, currently, I'm at Canvas Worldwide. So if you'll see, you'll see someone who looks vaguely like me. 
uh, on LinkedIn, working at Canvas Worldwide on Stars Entertainment. I also have a website I have recently launched called thedailyprogger.com, which is still very much a work in progress, but it's it's meant to feel like a hub for, for programmatic people. And um, yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. Thanks so much for having me. And think also Brett is very active on Reddit, right? So you can Fairly find active, the, programmatic. Yeah, the programmatic subreddit. Um, yeah, I need to involve, get involved. You need to just email yeah. me like the, an invitation so I can get involved. Because like, at this point, it's like, you've talked so much about it. I'm like, I need to, things are popping in this group. I really want to get, <laughs> I need to see what's happening. I'm missing a party. But thank you. Thank you so much, Brett. All of Brett's information will be in the podcast show notes or in this YouTube description video right at the bottom don't forget to connect with brett and if you again if you're watching this on youtube you can see that brett has a cat has a very important co-worker and um thank you so much brett we'll have you back very very soon to talk about something else i'm sure but make sure to go connect with him on linkedin make sure you go subscribe to his uh, newsletter he has a newsletter on his website like i said it'll all be on the show notes absolutely and you won't get peppered with too much stuff yet because I'm still working on it. (laughs) And that's okay. That's okay. That means that some good stuff are coming. So that's great. All right, y'all have a good one.